Ball Podcast Network. This yes. is how we're starting the show, so this, we is, live? How, this is how we're <laughs> kicking new year, off new 2018. Us. New, oh we're, li- we're live right now? I don't believe you. <laughs> that's how you bring in, that's how you we're start a right new now. year. You start so low that you, don't po- believe you. you can't possibly get any worse with your show intro, because <laughs> you have technical difficulties, and then Salty Al just, said, just says, you're on, you're, give, we're back give on. Give the anchor man, we're on right now? I don't believe you. <laughs> I need a cigarette right now. I, I don't even smoke. This is, uh, wait, are we actually? I, the video is going. I don't hear the audio through the periscope. Oh, I honestly can't. Maybe it's just audio. I'll give you the crab dance if this makes, if that does anything for you. New Year, same dad. flow. Is it just my thing? <sighs> New Year, same beard, same plaid as always. You know how it is. Patagonia. Keep it up. Keep it up there. Oh, actually, that gooseneck. Gotta, actually mm. Converse undershirt here. Oh, look at that. JK school, shouting out yeah. the Converse. Converse. Part of the Nike family. Yeah, it should be good. I'm pretty sure. All right. Positive. Okay. We're well, gonna, we're just gonna do it and see what happens. Yep, just gonna just do it. If good. not, this is the mime episode. If not, this will probably be the best episode we have, and we'll oh, have any Christ. audio on it. <laughs> no, what it'll be is we'll have a, a huge. There'll be like a huge number of viewers, and they'll be like, "What the hell is this garbage? What, what is this nonsense?" All right. Well, we are we. I am Aaron Whitlock. He is J.K. Vaughn. <laughs> we do a fantasy basketball podcast that I promise is a little less amateur than this every Monday. At 6 p.m., of course, the fantasy knowledge can help you all week long. Uh, we are still looking at going to twice a week, a little later in the month. It's on the table. Uh, we've got a slight little tweak to the show. We're, uh, we're going to go fantasy first uh, before we kind of went into a uh, sort of topical NBA with our swish and brick. We're going to start right off the bat with our studs and duds. We'll waste no time. Well, we won't waste any more time. How about that? <laughs> and we'll go right into studs and duds. I'll start us off, starting with Tuesday. Look at these fancy new graphics brought to you by Salty Al. Oh, yeah. Gotta like that. All and right. It's cutting off my face, which is even better for those watching. You don't have to look at my ugly mug. <clears throat> so Tuesday, my stud, going to be Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson of the Miami Heat, uh, coming in at 5,300 as of right now, going against the Toronto Raptors. Now, he's more of a value play, really, um, if we were going to put him in an article rather than a, a true stud. You know, a guy's going to put up 40, 50 fan ball points, but... You want to take advantage of this one while you can. Um, this is going to be the second half of a back-to-back to Toronto, and I would I would call this a classic look-ahead spot for Toronto. They're going to have your Cleveland Cavaliers on Thursday. Um, so I could see them kind of looking ahead, not taking this one super seriously. Uh, both Dion Waiters and Justice Winslow will be out at least two more games, so they're definitely missing this one. That's going to give plenty of run for Richardson. Um, he's hit five and a half times his value in eight of his last ten games. Uh, averaging 34 fan ball points over that stretch. Uh, he's, he's just, uh, you, you can't beat that consistency out of a value guy. I would uh, keep an eye on the waiter situation. I saw something the other day. He's contemplating getting surgery on that ankle. It's been bothering him, I think, pretty much the whole year. Yeah, yeah. And that would really boost Richardson's value. I mean, I know he said, I know they ruled him out for the next two games, but there's potential there for him to be done for the season. 
And Which, Richardson would be must play on all accounts. He would be, but his price is going to start. Gonna, go get, back get him up, now yeah. because that price yeah. is once that big news breaks, our our staff typically kind of hits that. It's kind of like a big red flag. Like, all right, this guy's his, mm-hmm. his value. He's got you saw it with a Smith. Yep. Uh, Dud is going to be Lonzo Ball. Ooh. Uh, checking in at sixty eight hundred against the Kings. I I won't go super deep into the off the court stuff because <laughs> okay. we're going to hit it later. Hit it later. <laughs> uh, it's a mess out there. If you're following it at all, you already know that. Um, and again, we'll we'll touch on it later. But I think with the dysfunction going on off the court, I don't see how that's not a distraction. Um, you know, it, I don't think it's gonna. It's not like Luke Walton is gonna not. He joked about this that he's not gonna play Lonzo <laughs> because of the stuff Lavar is saying. He's gonna be out there. But the Kings are actually, I, I couldn't believe this, they're allowing the fourth fewest fan ball points to point guards. Really? That, they're not a good defensive team. They're the worst in the league, defensive rating. I know. I'm going to touch on that in my studs and duds but here, yeah. Fourth fewest fan ball points to opposing point guards. Wow. And you look at the numbers, they've they've held some pretty decent ones in check. And at 6,800, Lonzo needs about 38 fan ball points to hit his value. That's that's no small ask. He's only had two games back since he came back from injury. Uh, don't like Lonzo on Tuesday. Going to Wednesday, going with... Not my boy right now, Andre Drummond Ooh. of the Detroit Pistons going Sounds like against. There's something behind that. The Brooklyn Nets. I'm still trying to get over. JK sent this to me while we were on our break. Of, oh, of Andre, I tweeted it actually. Everyone, if you go to my Twitter account, I tweeted him, called him out. At. He's going. He's giving the shush to the Philly crowd while the Pistons are down by 30 goddamn points. Like what, he hits two free throws. Like yeah, check. Look at me. Hit my free throws. Still shooting like fifty percent. But unbelievable. Down thirty. It was like one hundred seven to seventy, wasn't it? Oh my god. I was uh, like, Jesus. That's just embarrassing. He was getting killed on Twitter oh, for that. Oh, he's rightfully so. I'm still gonna give him some love here. He's battling a rib injury right now. Uh, but the good news with this being the Wednesday game that I am championing him. Uh, you have a couple days uh, to monitor that situation, and you got a game uh, tonight against New Orleans. He's probable to play tonight. Um, and you'll see how much it's really affecting him. Uh, no team giving up more points, fan ball points to centers right now than Brooklyn. Ooh, yeah. uh, and Drummond's done well. He's done well in Barclays, done well in the city of Brooklyn. He scored uh, 45 or more in five of his last six games in Brooklyn, uh, double-doubles in five of those. So, like Andre. Brooklyn's starting to uh, circulate Okafor through the rotation, which is good for opposing centers because he is not a good defender Okafor. <laughs> Not a, they've been so slow to do that. I can't believe I that. It's, it's taken this long. Forever. I saw the other day he had like 12 points, so they're starting to get him some more looks. So right. he's center should start. I mean, they're already having field days now, just like you said, but it should be really open up a can of worms. Okafor, if he can start to get the minutes up, will become an interesting value because his, his price is so low. But yep. give it a little time. I'd yeah, say for not sure. quite we'll yet. see what he does. Uh, Dud for Wednesday is going to be Chris Paul uh, going against Portland. He's been fantastic lately. Yeah. I mean, Unreal. With uh, with Harden out, it's it's hard to beat him. He's getting a ton of usage, uh, but the price is creeping up to the point where you've got to be a little more strategic. It's not just blind plug and play with Paul anymore. Um, you got You got to pick your spots. And and Portland second fewest fan ball points allowed to point guards this year, uh, at just thirty seven per contest. Now I know the situation's different. Obviously, Chris Paul in Houston versus what he was doing in L.A. But uh, over his last six contests against Portland, all of those with the Clippers, he averaged barely forty fan ball points. He needs fifty-three to hit five and a half times his value. I think he comes in a little bit under. We're getting to that territory where it's not just throw him in every night. That's my dud for Wednesday. I'll kick it over to J.K. All right, I'm going uh, back to the lake, going against the Lakers. Lamarcus Aldridge on Thursday. So. Uh... Bad news again for the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard out. 
little slight tear in his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, they don't know how long he's going to be out. It's not doesn't need surgery, but you know he's going to be out. If you're watching live, get Kyle Anderson in that lineup. Yeah, Kyle Anderson. Uh, Rudy Gay's been out for uh, two weeks. He'll be out for another couple more games, I think. So they're really thin right now. Danny Green out tonight, too. Danny Green out, yep. So Aldridge has been this one steady presence on the Spurs, and he's been great. Uh, this is his first matchup versus the Lakers, which seems kind of odd as we're just about halfway through the year, and they're both West Coast teams. But uh, the Lakers are obviously just coming off a nine-game losing streak. And I did the, I found this stat in the past 10 games amongst the whole NBA. They are second to last in defensive rating, the Lakers. In November, they were ranked ninth in the league in defensive rating. So they have fallen off a huge cliff on defense. Massive, massive cliff on, def- a cliff on defense. Um, they're ranked second to last in fan ball, slowing down power forwards, allowing 50 fan ball points a night. And they are last in the league in points in the paint, giving up 50 points to the, in the paint to their opponents. So I like Aldridge. He's only had $7,700 too. So perfect, perfect gamble right there. And, uh, this pains me to do this. I can't believe it. It pains doing me this. to do this. And my dud is going to be none other than LeBron James, my guy. Uh, his price is so high. It's $12,100 right now. They play tonight against Minnesota, who's not a good defensive team. So that could go up by by Thursday. And the Raptors are good. The Raptors are been better defensive They're team. They're very good. He needs 66 fanball points to, be, to hit his value. In his last 10 games, he's only gotten above 66 only once. And that was in his last game. The Toronto Raptors are the second best team slowing down small forwards and fanball, and they've already, and the Raptors have faced Giannis, who is you know compared to LeBron, one of the top fantasy yeah. scorers in the league. Both of those guys are one two in the in the small forward category, and you're eight in top scoring in all uh, fantasy, and they've held Giannis under fifty points twice. So I like their defense against LeBron. It's at it's in uh, Toronto, like you had Air touched Canada, on earlier. Yeah. So I don't think LeBron's going to get it there. It pains me to say that, but sometimes you got to make the hard hard decisions. It's tough. He could be he could be at twelve four for that game, which would put him. You almost need you, you almost, almost need, need 70. seventy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just yeah, it's just so high, and it gives you no no ceiling to go up above. Like you're hoping to just hit it. Yeah, like, and it just it handcuffs your the rest of your roster too, and that expensive. Right, and it makes it where it's like you know he scores fifty, which any other time is a great night for just about anybody else. But when you're that, paying that, that's killing that's, you. That's killing you. Yeah, when you're paying that top dollar, that fifty is not going to cut it. Uh, so I'm moving on to Friday here. I'm doing the stud. I got, I'm going to go John Wall versus the Magic. Nine thousand five hundred dollars he's at right now. Uh, the Magic are just getting crushed by injuries too. They lost my boy Vucevic to a um, broken, broken hand. hand. Uh, Jonathan Simmons has got back spasms, and then their rookie Isaac, he's still battling an ankle injury. Yeah, he's uh, been Fournier, on the court. yeah, Fournier's got coming off an ankle injury, so they're just beat up too. They're actually tied for the second worst record in the league right now. They may be selling some assets here very soon. And his fellow opponent, Alfred Payton, the point guard, he is ranked out of all the players in the NBA. He's ranked 438th in defensive rating with a 112, folks. 438. 112 defensive rating. He's terrible. Uh, They've already faced – Wall's already faced Magic once. He had a double-double on 39 fanball points. He only scored 10 points, though, uh, 10 sh- uh, scoring points in the game. Uh, he was 3 of 9 shooting. They were up by 27, so he only played like 28 minutes. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming he sat there rest of that fourth quarter out. It was a back-to-back. That's honestly your biggest opponent in this one. Yeah, a blowout. Ex- blowout, exactly. So, But he's still $9,500. I like that. And um, since he's returned from that knee injury in this past – Four games, he's going over 45 fanball points. So 
Quick aside, like did you see this that video over break of Alfred's pay, Alfred Payton's hair oh, yeah. coming down that's, and hitting him in the face? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's and that's part of it. I think I mentioned that. No, it's yeah. He's got the, he can't see what he's defending because he has ridiculous <laughs> hair. Ridiculous. Yeah, he came down, hit him right in the face. Oh my god! At some point, does like management and the coach be like, dude, you just got to trim it. Like just. Take some off the top. Oh, I'd New York Yankees write a policy in just yeah. for him. I'd be like, yeah. No. It's getting so top heavy. You're right that it's starting to come down. Like, it, yeah, it's just weight. Yeah, right it's I've... just too much weight on the top of his head for him to stand up. The hair to stand up. Oh my god, just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, speaking of John Wall, quick side note: you see, he re-signed with Adidas. Very odd. Did he? No, yeah. I did not. Was with Adidas, then left Adidas. Was an independent. Was just wearing like all sorts of random shoes, and then joined back with Adidas. Was on like a two year hiatus. Okay, I didn't know that he had done. He was just doing a two year where he was just no shoe contract. Yeah, there was like a year and a half, I think. Yeah, where he was wearing like Nikes, Jordans, anything. That's kind of a bizarre move. Really. Yeah, very. A player bizarre of his move. caliber should have a shoe deal. Adidas doing big things. It is indeed. Uh, my dud Friday night, a little sidetrack. My dud Friday night is going to be Marcus All going against the Denver Nuggets at Denver, taking the elevation there, folks. It does come into play, especially with the big fellas. Absolutely. Uh, both these, he's going against Jokic. Both these guys are pretty good defensively. I like Jokic better than Gasol because of his upside. Jokic is rated as a better is a better defensive rated player than Gasol, and just Jokic does more for me on the stat sheet. Fifteen, ten, and five this year on averages, where Gasol is only eighteen, eight, and three. Um, so I, I dud Marc Gasol on Saturday. I'm sorry on Friday, and then I'm moving on to Saturday. Lou Williams, eight thousand dollars versus the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Kings I touched on earlier are the worst right now rated defensive team in the league. And they're allowing 50 fanball points to opposing shooting guards. That's astronomical. Uh, they, and again, they're getting crushed by injuries too. Austin Rivers is out for another couple couple At least games. two weeks, yeah. Uh, Blake is out tonight with a concussion. Whether or not he recovers from that on Saturday, I it's up it's in the to air. to say. That was a scary could, play. Oh, that was really scary. That was ugly. You don't want to see that. You don't know if he's going to be back. And Milos uh, Teodosic is questionable tonight, re-aggravating that plantar fascia injury in his foot. And how about this stat I found? When Griffin... Beverly, Beverly's out for the year. Rivers, Gallinari, and Teodosic have been on, have been not on the court. Lou Williams has recorded a 35% usage rate and a 31.6 assist rate. Those are crazy numbers, and at this price, it's really, it's a really good deal. So I like Lou Williams against the poor Sacramento's on Saturday. Yeah, so I like the, like that a lot, especially. I mean, they're so thin right now. Oh, they're so thin. They Lou's have no scoring. Ca- yeah, he's got to no carry scoring. the load. They got no scoring. He's just gonna yak it. All right, my dud is going to be uh, my boy, Michigan State, Gary Harris. Ooh. Oh, man. Buckeyes. Good Lord. Buckeyes killed me yesterday. Killed my Spartans. <laughs> Murdered them in cold blood. That was awful. Uh, Gary Harris, Denver, going against the San Antonio Spurs on Saturday. He's coming in at 6,900. Nice. Uh, third fewest points allowed to shooting guard San Antonio. And Harris, I really like him. He's coming into his own. I, I think he's got the potential to be a really nice player. Uh, but he's just not there yet. He's really inconsistent. You saw him. He lit up Phoenix on, what was that, Wednesday yeah. for like 36 points, I think 50 fanball points. But then his next two against Utah and Sacramento, or yeah, Utah and Sacramento, mm-hmm. 22 and 28 fanball points. So he's sporadic. I mean, the minutes are there. He's logged, I think, 32 or more, uh, trending closer to 36, 35, 37 wow. over his last eight games. So the minutes are there, but... The production is not. San Antonio plays at a slow yeah. pace. One of the best defensive teams mm-hmm. in the league. That's Even right. with the injuries, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to think Kawhi's back out there by... What is his injury status, actually? I it shouldn't was a say that. partial tear in his shoulder. That, oh, yeah, wow. You know, they okay. said that, you know, the Spurs, they're so vague with their timelines. All right, he probably won't be back then. But even still, 
I like them to to keep Gary Harris down in that game. Sunday, my stud Victor Oladipo, who is back. back. Yes. Oh, he's back Woo. in a big way. Torched the Bulls. Torched the Bulls on what was that Saturday? Yeah. Oh my God. Killed him. Fifty-four fan ball points. Nine of eleven shooting, efficient as ever. Uh, five steals for him in that game. Suns have bigger holes in their defense than our ozone layer. Uh, worst de- second worst defensive rating in the league, allowing 112 points per game, which is the most in the NBA. Absolute dumpster fire. Uh, only thing stopping Victor in that game is uh, is a blowout, kind of similar to what we yep. talked about earlier with uh, uh, John Wall. John Wall, and, thank you. And Alfred Payton, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's. I'm- I think that's an easy one. Victor Oladipo on Sunday. And then I'll finish it off. Dud on Sunday is going to be the big cat, Carl Anthony Towns. $10,100 versus Portland Trailblazers. Portland's a top five defensive rated team in the league. They've really picked it up since last season where they were bottom half of the league. They also are top 10 in opponent and uh, keeping their opponents out of the paint, points in the paint. They're actually ranked ninth. And they've, he's already faced the Trailblazers, and he's going against Jokic, who's actually a fairly solid defender. He only had 34 fan ball points. At 10,100, he needs 55. So he fell way short of that. I don't think he gets there either again on Sunday. All right. That'll take us into now. We will go to our swish Ooh. and brick. And I think JK. JK's coming in right. hot, I feel like, this week. I am. I, I had a lot of good stuff. This was the easy easy part of it. So uh, there wasn't a lot of social media pettiness. I think we both kind of scoured the internet. It's tough when you're, you know, Christmas well, it's family. The new year. Every, I know, everybody everyone's... is uh, trying to turn over a new leaf. Yeah. But, you know, be a little bit better exactly. version of themselves for a week or two. Correct, correct. Stay off of Twitter. But uh, stumbled across something on Twitter. Uh, a new NBA hot couple alert. Power couple. Power couple. Maybe the biggest power couple in the NBA right now. Baron Davis and Laura Dern. <laughs> I thought out this of was nowhere. a joke when I first I, saw this. Out of nowhere. TMZ had them spotted out, you know, having a romantic lunch, kissing each other in lunch, you know, holding hands. Unbelievable. So, uh, and last night was the Golden Globes, which right. I usually don't watch the award shows. I, I For some reason, I just never gotten into them. There's always sports on. I'd rather just watch that than that. But there was really nothing on last night outside of that. The football ended right at eight. I switched over. And I was begging, begging for Lauren Dern to bring Baron Davis. And she actually won. She won uh, Best Supporting Actress oh, in that, Big, Little uh, Lies? Big Little Lies. Yeah, she won. Shout out. Was a good so I, she goes up and gives her, uh, yeah, you said, you so, you watched that one, right? You I might watch, have to watch it. You watch that? Oh, no, man. I got to watch that. That's quality HBO. There is a, there is a lot of good actresses in there. Only like six episodes, a little miniseries. Okay. Yeah, get down on it. Uh, so she goes up and gets her award. And I'm thinking, please thank Baron Davis. Please thank Baron Davis in her, in her, in her thank you speech. She didn't thank him. She didn't, we didn't get a Disappointed. Pan, no pan to Baron Davis no in the pan crowd? No pan in the crowd. Uh, he wasn't in the crowd. He wasn't oh, even he wasn't there. there. No, that's mm-hmm. what I was looking for, too. That's disappointing. So, Despite Baron Davis not being there, I think this may top Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian as the power couple, NBA power couple. Oh, I mean, such a, a just a much more likable couple. Oh, like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Laura Dern, shout out Admiral Holdo, Star Wars fans out there. What's Ooh, up? That's Although, right, yeah. kind of divisive character, maybe. Maybe that's not the <laughs> one to shout out. But you know what, Laura Dern killing Baron. Da- what is Baron Davis up to these days? Uh, I just th- that leads into the segue. Just committed to the big three. The was, Ice Cube League, that's yeah. so funny. I was just going to ask. He didn't he was, play in it last year. I don't know why. I don't know. Had stuff going on, but um, he's so it's a weird thing too. So she, how they kind of got together. She used to date the uh, uh, singer Ben Harper, Laura Dern, okay. for like a couple years. They broke up, and Baron Davis is like just now divorced to his wife. Like Jeff filed the papers, and the papers just went through like a month ago. I was reading. And somehow they met together with mutual friends or something like that. It was a weird kind of coincidence, but 
You're right. It's a the probably the most likable NBA power couple we have right now. Hey, all hail the uh, the new king and queen. I'm I'm Laura all Dern and Baron Davis. We need a we need a trendy like a combination of those two I was names. Thinking a name. That they don't really go Dern and Davis. <sighs> yeah, I know. The Dern. Laura. <laughs> I don't know. Bar- <laughs> Give us some time on that one. The Dern. Yeah. Uh, if you want to tweet at us with some recommendations, feel free. Yes, give us the couple name for for Baron Davis and Laura Dern. We'll yeah. take. You can use her, uh, maybe some of her character names from uh, movies or TV Ooh, shows. That's a good idea too. And I, I honestly don't. Does Baron Davis have like a a nickname? I can't think of. I don't think he did. No, you did either. Baron Davis is like got like that perpetually fat face. Like even yeah. when he was in the league, just yeah, like kind of a chubby dude yeah. face. No, no, no. See if you can use that. All right. My swish of the week. Uh, oh, this is a good one. <laughs> this was fantastic. Another one that just JK are following. JK and I are following along the NBA action over break. <laughs> Sends this to me. Paul George, after a win over the uh, the Clippers, he's in LA, part of a little two game uh, trip back home for him playing the Lakers and the Clippers. After the game, he's kind of dapping up some people courtside, just, you know, kind of soaking it in. And Baker Mayfield, who it looked like he had some seats that were pretty close, but he definitely made an effort. Baker Mayfield makes an effort to kind of saunter up like, oh, hey, you know, bro, what's up? Uh, say hello. And, and Paul George just has no idea who he is. Like, it just clear as day. Like, like when you're at the grocery store and somebody from high school you haven't seen in like 10 years comes up to you. and You don't know their name. And like, you hey, don't know hey, you. Yeah, how are you? Well, yeah, well, all right, I, I got to get going. I absolutely hate that. <laughs> And it was such just like a quick, like he gives him like the, you know, he wasn't, Paul George wasn't rude. He wasn't a dick about it, but it was definitely that clear of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know who the hell you are. Oh, that was so funny. It's so good. And the internet picked it up and ran with it too. Talking about Baker Mayfield taking L's. That was like three days after losing in the yep. Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, yep. Heartbreaker. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be a hater. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield's got a lot going for him from a guy who was formerly a walk-on is probably going to be. He's done a lot. Uh, I, he's going to go in the first. Given? Three rounds, I'll say conservatively. Maybe the first two. I think he's a first rounder. Yeah. You think he's a first rounder? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. It's QB desperately. Sandy, yeah. He's a third. I'll be fourth. Be the fourth QB off the board. Yeah. Anyway, but he's also a real cocky dude. Can be a real prick. I oh, think. Yeah. I I get its competitive spirit, but the whole the whole crotch grab, the Ooh, whole thing at Kansas, where he's like something about find out who daddy is. Like I don't know, yeah. all that shit. Sticking just, the flag. The, yeah, the it field. just. It kind of rubs me the wrong way. So to see him get a little piece of humble pie there from Paul George, I appreciated that. I thought that was pretty but funny. But then, then George went back on Twitter tweeted and, him and out tweeted him kind of like, Sorry, bro. You sorry, know. bro. I did, yeah. So I didn't notice you. I, was like, I, I don't know how you – what's the excuse? Like, I didn't notice you. Like, <laughs> You're not that famous, dog. I think George like, just picked up on the Twitter stuff and was like, oh, shit. I oh, 100%. Yeah. You don't think – yeah. He just picked it up on Twitter. It was like, oh, that was Baker Mayfield. I should probably tweet that. No, it wasn't like he got back to the locker room and was like, oh, that was totally Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. He probably got on Twitter like all the rest of us like, oh, shit. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry about that, Baker. And your fucking douchebag acid wash jacket, fucking jean jacket. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Oh, uh, right, now we're getting to the bricks. Let's get into the bricks. Oh, this is the good stuff. All right, I got one A and one B, and this has been on my mind for a while. I came in steaming hot. I'm gonna go attack. I'm like Draymond Green right now. I'm gonna attack the officiating that we have seen the past two to three weeks in the NBA, and it's gonna start with Christmas Day, Warriors, Cavs. Listen, I'm not. We, we, me, and Aaron were talking about this earlier. I'm not just a homer here calling the LeBron thing. He clearly 
I mean, clear as day gets fouled. Not once, but twice. He gets fouled twice on the way up. Once, once when he's about to take off. Once when he's in the air. KD clearly knocks out of bounds. That's what they were looking at. And the refs give it to Golden State. But, I mean, as they're watching the slow-mo replay, and I get it. You know, you hear the uh, – who was the um, – It was Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson was like, if you've seen that slow-mo replay, it's not the same, this and that. But it's like, you just can't miss that. You just can't miss that. And that situation, too, they were Critical down three. The you, they Golden State gets a ball back. You just can't miss that. You can't miss that. And that's been part of the – LeBron's had a lot of beef with the refs. He got, he got kicked out in his first game in his career already, so – that was a big one. This then two days later, or a day later, uh, Boston Houston TNT. Houston comes. Boston is down twenty six. They come back and win. There's only two refs for this game when there's supposed to be three for every NBA game, and this is a national TV game. One of the refs had a back spasm and so was missing it, and Harden was a pissed, and he has got it right. What is this a YMCA game? <laughs> Oh, the ref blew his tire on the way to the YMCA game. He can't make it, so we're only going to have two refs, one refs. This is the goddamn NBA. It's a billion-dollar industry. They should have flown a guy in from somewhere close and had him there for that TNT game. Not that it would have mattered, but they should have had somebody there. They should always have someone there. And especially for a primetime. That's an embarrassment it's, it's, for your it's league. It's an embarrassment. And it, TNT, primetime, you're paying TNT's paying you guys, what are a billion dollars? And you can't get two refs there. And then two off, they blew it. Two offensive fouls got called on Harden. We talked about this earlier. The first one the first was one's a definitely flop. A, was the first or the second one. The first one's a flop. Harden gets frustrated. Okay, that's right. The first he, one was a he flop. He pushes off and, and then the, on second the second one, he really lowered his shoulder and got into Smart. Smart drew both offensive fouls there. He's kind of a pesky. I don't know, pesky. He's, he's pesky, but he's a notorious flopper. Oh, there's no God. doubt about that. He's got some of. The, if you go look like he's got like a highlight reel yeah, of flops. He's like, a notorious flopper. So Harden is pissed about that. There was only two refs there. One of those foul calls was BS. They lose that game. A few days later, Thunder and Bucks are playing. Great game. Comes down to the wire. Giannis drives baseline. Gets a two-pointer. They go back and look at the replay. His his freaking size 16 shoes. He steps right out of bounds on the line. Right out of bounds. a tie game when Giannis made the drive. There's a ref two feet from him. Two feet from me to Aaron where Aaron's sitting across his way. And he's looking right at Giannis and he says nothing. They're looking at the replay for the time and stuff, and it's clear as day that he steps out of bounds. And there's no there's no rules on that that says you can look at that play and review it and, and this and that, which I think is total BS. I think in, a, in an instant like that, I think they should be able to reverse it. What do you think? I think this is the interesting can of worms that we get into. I, I totally agree with you, by the way. Uh, you know, the Christmas Day call. The Boston, Boston, Houston. You're absolutely you're spot on about those, and especially those being the national national games, and they're big games, they're meaningful games. Um, for those to to kind of come down to those 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 moments where the officials screw up is awful. What it opens up is what I think you're seeing right now in the NFL, which is the backlash that you're seeing. Yeah. Like everybody, Re- you know, slow mo replays. What's a catch? Catch? Not slows the yeah. game down. That it takes the drama out of the game. But I think there should be some sort. Right for the fouls, it's it's going to be impossible to do. Replays on fouls, which I agree with, because you're taking it's it's hard to do. It would have to be in the last. But two the minutes. out of bounds should be reviewable. That, that's, that's clear as right. day. Lines. That's a bad they, rule. They do the, the in NFL. They do if it's a catch or no catch. We can get the feet in. If he's close to out of bounds, 
or you know someone buzzes like like they do the NFL. Someone buzzes a ref, stop the play, go back and look at that. He was out of bounds. There's got to be something for that because he was out of bounds. And I think what the NBA needs to start experimenting with it much sooner than later, as quick as possible. Do it in summer league games. Do it in the G League. Yeah. Is start implementing. Is it is it the last two minutes? Is it the last three minutes? But there needs to be a time where essentially there's either the idea of a coach's challenge or there doesn't have to be or a whistle for a play in. to yeah. be reviewed. Uh, or that certain like fouls a, are reviewable within whether it's the last two minutes of a quarter, last two minutes of the second and fourth. Yeah. Start experimenting with it. You've got the G League now. You've got the Summer League. You've got these different things. There's There's got to be some sort of solution. Just like they're just like what they're doing with minor league baseball. They're doing the pitch clock. They're testing that pitch exactly. clock in the minor league things. They're doing all that stuff. That's why the minor leagues are there. The NBA's minor league is relatively young, but you're right. That's a good idea. They should start playing with it in there. And the Summer Leagues, too. Because I think I you know you don't want to screw with your product. You don't want to the NBA. They reduce timeouts this year. They're trying to keep the yep, the flow of the to, game yep. as as best that they possibly can. But that's you can't only, you, you can't have a game come down to he's stepping out of bounds and then the guy misses it and that's the game. I mean he 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 dunked it home with like half a millis half a second. Right. Yeah. No, There's you, no point. I mean, yeah, that. you can't have that. She should, should have been gone to OT. And I, you know, I, you've seen the play before, and I think the LeBron KD play specifically, you've seen that a few times. This was just super high profile, where the ref, all they can do, all they're allowed to do there is look and see who the ball went yeah. off of. But yeah. you're, you're watching the play ten times over, and all you can say is, well, "Holy shit, that's a clear foul!" Yeah. Like, and you can't do, and it's just so frustrating because you're spending, you know, thirty seconds, two minutes, whatever, watching this play over and over, knowing, okay, all I'm looking at is whether it went off of my team or the other team. Yeah. So. Definitely something the NBA needs to start looking at. Totally agree. And then last point here on this. So your boy, uh, Draymond Green, had some really interesting thoughts on it. And it's gotten the ref-player relationship is very, very bad right now. That should not be overlooked. Yeah. The head of the Players Association and the head of the ref. And maybe they have an NBA Player Association and there's an NBA Refs Association. They met in New York because the tensions were so tense they were very tense and they were it was like a two and a half hour meeting in new york city which is rare i guess between these two organizations and draymond was saying that these guys and it's interesting i don't you probably have to go back and look at it i didn't do it i didn't do the research before but a lot of these guys have been refereeing for you're probably a decade 10 years yep a lot of these guys get personal vendettas against guys for for just Oh, they're human, yeah, human absolutely. Things in the past. So Draymond's saying that these guys are are seeking revenge out on the other players, or they have bad bad opinions of other players, and they're getting more foul calls than others. And he's saying bringing a whole fresh new crop of NBA referees, which you can't do that in the middle of the year. It's impossible. Could you do it in the off season? I don't know. Maybe mix in some more referees. That's you know maybe bring in some more. I don't know. Are NBA refs full? time? I don't think they're full time. No, I don't think so. That's yeah, that's a tough one. Um, and just start maybe cycling in, like just cycling in different guys, getting some more, just yeah. getting some fresh blood. You got fined twenty five k for these comments too, by the way. Just came in like an hour ago. You that's know, a it's a freaking harsh penalty too. Draymond also, you know, and he got tossed out of a game. He was bitching because he got tossed out of a game against Memphis in like the second quarter, <laughs> like two quick tees. <laughs> Because the the refs are, I, I want to give the refs a little bit of credit because that's a tough job. These these guys, the they're players, just getting berated. They're yeah. right in their ear. They're berating them. They're and even sometimes I don't think when it's a personal or particularly nasty yeah. attack, they're still after every play. You know, they're part of their job is to kind of work the refs to yeah. to plead their case. You know, I don't think Draymond Green maybe thinks he's ever really committed a foul. Like, I love Draymond, <laughs> but like you know, you see him after every foul, it's like oh. oh. 
oh, you know, and it's after he hacked it, the guy. I'm or, sure a lot of it depends on the language that's used towards towards the referee. But I think the, that maybe, and yeah, it's building maybe a little bit more respect. And, you know, I know it's the heat of the moment for those guys. But, yeah, how you're coming at the ref, what you're saying to them, the language that's being used, whether the player is kind of making it personal towards the ref in that moment. But he makes a valid point that, that maybe maybe the league would benefit from getting some some fresh blood in there or just looking at how how can we build up the relations between the players and the refs and kind of yeah. kind of make sure we're not letting past past incidences not letting vendettas Affect future games we don't because we don't want that the nba's had enough problems with, with refs yeah. having outside agendas <laughs> uh it can't have that all right, so to, that'll end the referee thing. Draymond had some good comments. Uh, he just got fined twenty five thousand k for it, so that's an expensive, it's an expensive uh, outburst. My one B, because I'm gonna. Are you want me to start this and you go into you, it? You start. Both, this is basically a shared brick. So yeah. you start us off. I'll I'll pitch. I'll uh, come in with you. ESPN put out an article, and so Jeff Goodman is out in Lithu- who works for ESPN is out in Lithuania covering this uh, Jello ball or Lamelo ball and uh, what's the other kids Lamelo. Lamelo and Leangelo. Leangelo, Lamelo and Leangelo ball in Lithuania. Lavar Ball had comments to Goodman about Luke Walton. The Lakers, as we talked about in our uh, studs and duds, had a nine-game losing streak. They just snapped it last night. ESPN ran an article on it saying that that Lavar thought that the Lakers had given up on Luke Walton. They didn't want to play for him. ESPN ran that article. It was on their main page. It was on ESPN.com, the front page. Rick Carlisle, who is the NBA Coaches Association president, had some very interesting, interesting strong words, and he said it was a disgrace by ESPN to run that article. And I agree with Carlisle here. And ESPN had better be very, very careful what they do because Carlisle, the coaches have the power. They're giving them media access. They're giving them interviews. They're giving them in court cows, in in court. You know, um, questions. They're doing the wired pieces. They could take that away, and and they could say, or they could be very stern with it. They could be rude with it. There's things they could do. A lot of out. You know, Popovich has this couple outbursts, but a lot of those guys are really good guys, and you don't want to piss off those guys with a bullshit article like ESPN ran. The Lakers the, the lost nine in a row. I found this stat. They played the fourth hardest schedule. Only the Mavericks, Jazz, and Grizzlies have played a tougher uh, slate according to PPI. Only three teams have played more minutes against Golden State, Houston, Cleveland, Boston, Toronto than the Lakers. December, they had the third hardest month of any team in the entire season. And they're a young And then the team. fourth youngest team in the NBA. They're young as hell. I mean, what do they you They were expect? without Ball for six games. They were without Lopez for a bunch of people. KCP can't travel outside of the state of California because he's in in-house arrest. You play what the hell do you want from him? in a brutally tough conference. Anybody who thought the Lakers would even sniff the playoffs coming into this season are delusional. You got a ton of money coming in the offseason. It's a young team. You should just be building, getting those young guys minutes, and they've showed some promise this year. You've seen a lot. I mean, Kyle Kuzma good wins. looks nice. Larry yep. Nance Jr. showed some things. Ball at Julius times. Julius Randle's had better year things. this year. I mean, there's things to be excited about. I mean, it's like you want to kind of paraphrase Mike Gundy on this one. That's why I don't read the newspaper because it's garbage. <laughs> And the editor that let it come out is garbage. I mean, no, that's an embarrassment for ESPN. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, that's no journalistic integrity. No, no. Why you're giving a megaphone to LeVar Ball to just say what he thinks about the Lakers? And then ran it on your front page. Like, he has a pulse on the team halfway across the world in Lithuania. With no other sources. You have none of the players on the team, no coaches, anonymous or otherwise, and you're just going to let this man spout whatever he wants. It's And here's the thing, too, is and I, I noted it down here, ESPN needs the NBA. Oh, they yeah. need the NBA. Hell yeah, they do. Because their PR is down. The NFL is down. 
The, ES- the ESPN needs the NBA more than NBA needs the ESPN. Would you say that's accurate? Yes, the NBA could take their product elsewhere, and this and, isn't the and NHL. Someone would pay for it, and yeah. they would do someone well would pay and for just it. fine. Correct. Absolutely. ESPN needs the NBA, and they had better be careful. And and, and coaches could even sit guys, just like they just like the whole scandal they had last year. With ESPN, all those guys were spouting off on their radio shows and programs about how you know, we pay for these games and this and that. Oh yeah, will you pay for these games? Well, then don't run a BS article on the front page, and maybe you'll get we'll play our guys. And I'm I'm I'm. I'm pissed that we even have to talk about this because I'm so sick of talking about LeVar Ball. I know. But when ESPN just keeps letting him get in the spotlight, and then you have There's, people, you have Stephen A. going on at 2 I o'clock know, yep. today defending this shit, and it's like, it's disgusting. I mean, there are 20 players, close to 20 players right now, JK, who have fathers who played in the NBA. And I don't, I don't, I don't get a fucking notification anytime one of them has yep. something to say about a team or has a basketball opinion. Man, LeVar, he didn't even sniff the NBA. He had a cup of coffee with the Division II school. Why? Why are we acting like this guy has like his opinion really matters? Do you know he actually uh, played on the NFL too? Really? Yeah, on the practice squads. <laughs> Carolina Panthers tweeted it out. He was on the practice squad of the Carolina I, I, Panthers. I wouldn't be broadcasting like that information weeks. if I was Carolina. <laughs> uh, Somebody tweeted. I think it was like Thomas Davis tweeted out a picture of a team photo in the in the building. It was the bar ball. I'm, <laughs> For, well, I totally agree. He, there's guys, what would you say, 20 fathers have played in the NBA, you don't hear from them. But just that are currently in the NBA. 20, 20 guys currently NBA who have Steph dads Curry, who played right? in the NBA. Curry. Uh, Love. Kevin Love's Love, dad. Did. Justice Winslow. There's quite a few. Kind of yeah. someone that was surprised. Uh, Glenn Robinson. Kyrie's dad ever played? Was he Euro, Euro, I think he was overseas. Yeah, overseas, not in the NBA. Okay. Um, but but we're, we're giving a personality. We're Shit, giving Luke Walton's dad, the coach of the Lakers. Yeah. Guy's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Bill Walton. We've got the... We, he, LeVar Ball is just the Kim Kardashian And I don't think NBA. I've even heard Bill Walton trash LeVar, on air at least. No, because, I mean, it's just... it's just Defending re- his son, but he, is, he doesn't feel the, the need to. And I don't know if these are really... If these are Lonzo's opinions, if that's leaking out to LeVar and he's just airing I it, I, I, I'm not even going to... I'm, I'm not going to, you know, guess about whether that's the case or if this is just purely LeVar's opinion, but... It's killing. It's got to be killing the locker room chemistry. I mean, how the hell? How the hell are you supposed to get anything done when you're dealing with that? If you're Luke uh, Walton, it's it cannot be helping. And now everybody's sure. got to talk about this. Cannot be helping. It's it's awful. Uh, and then so you got, you got anything continue, else on that? No, I think I'm good with the Levar with the Levar ESPN article, and then we're parlaying it into some more <laughs> big ball stuff here. Oh Christ, that's right. I forgot about this. No, go ahead. Take take us away. You are, all right. So, uh, Better Business Bureau just put out the review of the Big Baller brand. Uh, they got a big fat stinking F, an F. They're getting you. You pointed this out the to court, me. I didn't say it. They're getting crushed on Twitter. They're getting absolutely hammered. I, I quote unquote Better uh, Better Business Bureau. I believe that they are running nothing but a scam. Uh, there's a guy, um, I'm just pulling off this Twitter. Like uh, six weeks behind on orders. Yep. For, he paid $495 for a pair of Zoes in June. But you're this an idiot. January. If you, you're an oh, idiot yeah, yeah, if yeah. you paid that, just by the way. And paid $495 for a pair of Zoes in June, and he still has not received them yet. Some of the customer service <laughs> uh, responses. I purchased two items. I was told there would be one to two week delay. I've been waiting six weeks now. Six weeks now, and when I asked why it was taking so long, I was called a quote unquote small baller. Levar <laughs> Ball is actually running his own customers. Like from his phone, he's the model for the shirts. He's the customer service rep. <laughs> yeah, from, from, from his, his phone, phone, sitting there in the stands just in like, Lithuania, you, you, pounding out customer service emails. <laughs> small baller. 
I mean, their their product is crap. Yeah. They're selling sandals for two hundred dollars. Salty Al was was we were talking about this the other day. They don't even have any fucking designs for their shirts. It's just literally just the BBB on like six just different, different colors. Yeah, it's like, are you kidding me? It's probably the cheapest cotton too. That shit will shrink up in two seconds. That they sell for fifty dollars. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I saw them trending on Twitter, and I was like, this is interesting. And then, yeah, so the Ball family um, taking a beating these past two days. Honestly, if you bought those shoes, though, you you deserve this. This is what uh, you get for paying five five hundred dollars for some me? shoes that probably shit, cost Jordans about are like fifty to ninety two hundred. Yeah, they're not even good looking shoes. No, kills me. All right, let's get out of here on three v three. I don't have. I don't think we have a bet set for this know. yet. But as always, we tend not to disappoint for the most part. I feel yeah. like we we've first done, one. We'll have, to, yeah, we'll have to start the gear off on a bang. We might break Good out. One. Maybe break out the Reapers again. Potentially. Oh, man. Potentially. J.K. go for round two or me for round one. Well, J.K.'s going to have to really think about are those that chips one. back on on stock. We could look and see if the the chips are back. If we can get those without the chip, having actually to go on looks kind of good. The chip would be, yeah. Because, like, biting out of a pepper was just, like, the weirdest sensation. Like, just, ah, <laughs> just so weird. I'm right. having, ugh, shivers. Let's ugh. look into the chip. We'll think about that. <laughs> think about it. All right, who you got for your guard? Guard That's going interesting. Jawan Evans okay. of the Clippers, as we've talked about. Super thin. Yep. Super thin in the backcourt. Uh, Teodosic, I don't know what the timetable is quite like for him. He's highly questionable for, for tonight's game, but... They get Golden State and then Sacramento twice. This is not really about matchups at all. It's just purely price plus okay. uh, the amount of time I think he's going to be able to get in. Austin Rivers should be gone all of this week. Yep. Even if Tia Dosich is back, should be plenty of time for Juwan Evans to get in there, easily hit his value. Forward, my boy, Yanni. Giannis Antetokounmpo, checking in at 11-1 as of right now. Gets Orlando, Golden State, and Miami Ooh, this week. Love damn. that matchup with Orlando. Orlando yeah, shit. Golden State will be interesting, but I like to think that he shows up. It's at home. Uh, when, what day is that? Wednesday? That's Wednesday. KD oh. was out tonight with a calf injury. Yeah, Again, I have a, I have a feeling three, he'll so be back. He'll juice it up for that, yeah. Uh, and then Sacramento, juicy matchup. Or, excuse me, Miami, juicy matchup. Then beat up Justice Winslow. I don't expect to play in no. that one. And then it's center, Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky. Wow. Checking in at 38. Should going to Wisconsin, huh? Whiskey. He scored 12 points in four straight games, playing some good basketball. This is not a pretty stretch. This is a tough stretch of games. Dallas, who plays very slow. Utah, tough defensive team, even with Rudy Gobert out. They're slow, too. And Steven Adams, who's a pain in the ass to deal with at center for Ooh. OKC. But uh, but that's what I had to do to get Giannis in there, and that's that's the strategy I'm going with. All right. I'm going guard. I'm going uh he's back, folks. He's back. Uh De'Aaron Fox, Sacramento. So missed two weeks with a quad injury. And George Hill out. George Hill has got some personal things going on. Literally out with personal reasons. Missed two games with personal reasons. So something funky's going on there. It's kind of been an up and down year for Hill at Sacramento. Has not been good by any nah. means. Uh the backup point guard. Um oh, I'm having a brain fart. Get from Kansas. Frank Mason. Frank Mason the third is out this whole week with a heel injury. So Fox is seeing a ton of minutes of point guard with Hill out tonight. Um, and he's got I, – I did target matchups here. So he's got the Lakers who have – He's going to have to leave the state. Yeah. He, he's got the Lakers uh, who have obviously been terrible the past nine, ten games. And then he goes a uh, little home and away versus Los Angeles Clippers. Goes, uh, I think, Thursday. Yeah. Thursday home, Saturday at L.A. So they got Clippers back-to-back games this week. Uh, I'm going to go forward Kyle Kuzma. More for the matchups here. I mean, it's, it's tough. It was tough to find somebody. It's, I was trying to like 6'1", 6'4". There's really not a ton of guys there, but he offers the most upside. Now, the forward was brutal this week. I yeah, really thought. it just wasn't if, that. If you didn't pay up, the yeah, middle ground Yeah, if you didn't pay is, up, there was middle ground. So, I mean, it's I, tough. 
I went with Kuzma, maybe with Ball back. Because I think with Ball in the lineup, his production is way better than without him. Yes. Uh, he goes, I talked to, he goes Sacramento uh, versus San Antonio, who's a tough team. And then at Dallas Mavericks, uh, Aaron mentioned they're tough on forward. So. No Kawhi for San Antonio, though. That yeah. helps you. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there with Kuzma at 6,100. And then my center, again, targeting the matchups, I'm going DeAndre Jordan. Uh, has Golden State, who is a tough matchup. They're actually pretty stingy on centers. Uh, Jordan's at $8,200. But then again, against going against the, um, the going against the Lakers, uh, going against the Kings. Sorry, he's going versus Sacramento Kings at Sacramento Kings. I think I did that backwards. You, you yeah. You oh, it doesn't. No, it doesn't stay there. Uh, yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. I saved myself. Yeah. Yes. Woo. So he he is the uh, home and away versus the Sacramento Kings, and the Kings are not a good defensive team. They're last in the league, so I like those two games. Big time DeAndre Jordan right there. I'm going to need him. He's my most expensive guy, so I need those double doubles. I need like a 12 and 20 game from him. It's not going to happen. I can't believe you took DeAndre Jordan. I can't wait for you to eat a pepper or a chip. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with a better intro next week. Follow me at Aaron J. Whitlock on Twitter. Him at JK underscore the Vaughn. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week, folks. Right, <laughs> it's fun.